harmony and peace and the sun will once again rise up in the east. Welcome to Ink Pulp Audio, everybody. Part two with Chris Brenner today. And before that, I've got a little rant for you. Well, I don't know if it's a rant. I just got some things I want to talk about. So if you don't want to hear it, fast forward. If you do, let's get down. I can't stop listening to some Mickey Avalon songs. I don't know why he's not a terribly skilled MC, but he's an extremely entertaining MC. It's it scratches a a nerve that I like scratch sometimes. Some of that I don't know what you call it, frat boy humor, whatever. It it's it's nostalgic to me. I just think God, I wish I would have had this. When I was younger, I would have really enjoyed it. But but I had license to ill. I'm not comparing the two in terms of craft or technical skill, but in terms of theme. Sex, party, drugs. So I I don't know. I just I find myself listening to this. I'm like, this is not great. But, man, I like it. And then I start to think, well, I, I really – I hate on Lil Wayne so much because he's so bad. But maybe maybe this is what people feel when they listen to Lil Wayne. I don't know. It's got to be because I, I, I can say with a clear head that this is not a terribly skilled MC, Mickey Avalon. But it's fun. I'm enjoying it. One thing I'm not enjoying is this – God damn Long Island Medium show. Th- this thing drives me up a fucking wall. The the people, when it comes to reality television, you've got to look at what you're seeing. There are cameras. So you've got someone sitting at a table and then someone comes around and they're all surprised. Oh my god, they're here. But there's a camera in your fucking face. You knew they were coming. But the the sheep that that we are being treated like are to believe that 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 camera doesn't exist that we're really spying in on these lives so that that shit drives me insane but this show is oh my wife loves this show and i know a lot of people love this show so steph i apologize when you hear this but it drives me insane you know here's a woman that could si- solve all the confusion of the world religions. She can talk to dead people. And what I want to know is she's a Catholic. I think she's a Catholic. Yeah, she's she's Italian. I think she's Catholic. I, I, out of all these dead people you've spoken to, not one of them has said, hey, hey, by the way, by the way, those Buddhists had it right. Or, yep, 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 Jesus told me to tell you he's got this shit locked down. It would end. It would solve everything. But no, 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 no. She doesn't do that. Why? Because this shit is fake. Oh God, it drives me crazy. And we're supposed to believe, like everything I've learned, and we've been taught, and we've realized is 
the people that are closest to their gods, uh, the Pope, the Dalai Lama, the the whoever, just a rabbi, whatever. These are scholarly people. They they've they're super intelligent, scholarly individuals, and and if we look at Eastern religions, it, it's it's a practice of years and meditation and work to find spirituality and and inner peace. And we're supposed to believe this bimbo princess from Long Island can just talk to the it's it's such a convoluted show and it's it's so transparent that that you can see the the TV producers that that created this the 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 high concept long island princess meets uh what was the last fucking uh john edwards is that his name uh, no probably not i don't know the the last popular talk to dead people guy um the medium the last popular medium the, the, that show died off well, well, what can we get well it was very popular with housewives okay well let's let's pick a woman that that housewives will all like and boom you've got it you you've got gold and and people are eating it up uh, I, I just this show drives me insane everywhere she goes she just happens to bump into people and and these people have no idea that that she's in their place of business but we're looking at them we are looking at you how can i see you cuz there's a camera in your goddamn face there's cameras all over oh god i just i'd love to see this reality tv shit just disappear it's terrible, and it has. If you if you look at it, you'll see there's writers. Of course, there's writers because this shit isn't real. Ink Paul Audio is real. There's no writers. It's me spewing my stupid thoughts in this microphone, and you listening, and then me talking to someone. It's real. You know what? You know what? This is real. This is reality. All right, maybe I'm the next big thing. They can make up a show about me. We can get script script writers in on it. I don't know. Enough about that. I'm sure I'll have more on her later because she drives me fucking insane in the house. But the main thing for me is she she could she could clear up the big religion debate pretty fucking easily. And and are we as people so fucking egocentric that we think? That the dead have something to say to us, if if they even could. I mean, it could be, could be the old bit from uh, from Funny People when uh, Adam Sandler's talking about. Uh, it was a bit as he did on stage, and he was a little kid discovered something about death and. Ask grandpa or asked his dad, does grandpa go to heaven when grandpa dies? Nope. He's in the ground. That's that's probably the reality of it. We're worm food. But I don't know. I just for, – for us to th- – that's the whole thing that bothers me about religion. What about animals? 
You know, we're, it, whatever religion you follow, if you're Christian, do not sin. Well, what about a fucking animal? There's nothing sad about that shit because it's made by humans for humans. That That's my big crawl with religion. It's only, It seems like it's only for humans. You know, animals don't spend their life studying this stuff. It's made by humans for humans. Come on. It's not about life. It was created by humans. Well, I shouldn't speak with authority. That's what I think. It's hard for me to understand. I'm angry. It's late. It's late and I'm cranky. All right. I'm I'm not attacking religions for everyone. Whatever works for you, that's great. Whatever helps you in life, that's great. I have some issues with why I don't follow that. But my main beef is with Teresa because she's full of shit. Okay. Calm down. All right. So we got uh, part two with uh, Chris Brunner tonight. Tonight. Uh, this is when I'm recording it. You might be listening to this in the morning, in the afternoon. Either way, Chris Brunner, part two. Like I said, a good friend. Make sure you're good to those that are good to you. Enjoy. just burped and I didn't record it and I said to myself why didn't you record that um is that funny or is that just disgusting um I I listen to like I've said many comedic podcasts and some of them uh, will burp even fart into the mic at times I giggle at times it's gross so I guess for now you're spared who knows what will happen in the future. All right. So welcome to part two with Chris Brunner. Chris told a little story about when he saw Empire Strikes Back, which I find a beautiful story. It's it's melancholy. Uh, it's, I, I, I can just see it. You, you hear me in the interview. I don't need to keep washing his balls over that one. It's a good story. And he's told it well. Well... I have a story about the first time I saw Empire Strikes Back. Let's back up a little bit. Star Wars came out. Mm, I was young. It was 77. So I was five. And for for people my age and my generation coming up, that, that movie really changed the game. There were other movies around the time that were doing it, but they were r-rated movies so they were like a little little older generation but star wars took all the elements of science fiction and fantasy that we the children of my generation loved in cartoons and tv but it never looked so real it never looked so so un, it didn't look false or fake. Like you forgave a lot of that. There's even a charm to some of the TV shows and, and, and movies previously to it. But we had to basically forgive a lot 
of what we were seeing in order to believe the movie. And, and we did. But this time, we didn't have to do that. This time, the movie just grabbed us and happened. And it looked real. This was a realized environment. It was the first time it seemed that Hollywood had taken this genre seriously enough to invest in it. Although Lucas Lucas was was the one that, that, that made that happen. So it really it changed the game. I mean, it, it, we freaked out. Toys, uh, I had toys, action figures, everything, sheets, Star Wars. It just, it, it was everywhere. It was everything. Um, so then Empire Strikes Back is coming out. And we're all geared up for this. This is this is going to be awesome. So, um, I, I guess it. Uh, I'm making this up. I don't remember the day exactly, but I'm assuming it comes out on on, on a on a Thursday or a Friday because that's when movies come out now. And uh, I'm in school, and I get a a page over the intercom uh, in my classroom telling me to come down to the uh, to the principal's office. Um, I don't know why I'm a little nervous. What um, I was not a troublemaker. Maybe I did something. Maybe I thought I might get caught or I was always drawing in my notebook. So maybe they were going to talk to me about that. I get down there and, and I see my brother walking down there too. So now I'm really confused. We get to the principal's office and there's my dad and, uh, he says we have to go to the dentist. I think it was the dentist. I don't remember this part exactly. Um, did mom? You know, mom said to pick you guys up, and we were we had no idea. What dentist? What? No, not today. Yeah, you do. Come on, we get in the car, and he takes us to see Empire Strikes Back in a near empty theater, while all of my friends are sitting in the classroom doing work. It was an awesome maneuver. It was one of my, a childhood highlight for sure. Empire Strikes Back was better than the first one, so getting to see it under these conditions was even better. And it it's it it set the tone uh, for a style of parenting that that I believe in and. I do try to do fun things and surprise things and break the rules for the kids. It's important that not everything be rules, but you got to show them you can break the rules and you can have a good time and that's okay. Or else too much discouragement of breaking rules just breeds conformity in, in someone and they don't challenge as much as they should. And maybe they don't excel succeed or achieve as much as they can and and maybe thinking back to to the last intro for the first part of this episode um and even in the talks with chris maybe that's a problem i have i don't take a take enough risks and maybe there's all of this struggle and and stuff i'm going through if i just took a risk i'd see wow that that was worth it and paid off big so I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about taking a risk. But we'll get there. So I'm also thinking about taking my kids out of school to go see a movie. We've got The Croods coming out. My kids love Chris Sanders. As 
told in the Lilo and Stitch episode. But How to Train Your Dragon is a favorite of my daughters, and Lilo and Stitch is a favorite of my sons. So the Croods would be great, and we're thinking about that one. But then also, How to Train Your Dragon 2 is about a year away. And that that my daughter's really looking forward to that one. So maybe that'd be more special. Maybe it would hook up to my Star Wars Part 2 a little better. It would be a little more parallel parenting. Well, enough about that. Let's get on to Part 2 with Chris Brunner. Okay, so you you weren't happy with the NYC mech story? You felt like that was a step back? I mean, the res- yeah, the results are, I think, a step backwards. I, I see it different. Rico, Rico did some great work on it. But- right, but I see that story as, as, as a transitional period for you. I don't see it as a step back. I see it as a step forward into unknown territory. You started playing with the multiple panel page, which you hadn't mm-hmm. done much before. You started playing with the idea of color in, in what you and Rico are doing now, which you hadn't done before. So I think you were you were you were tr- you were growing and trying something new. Well, the, I mean, the idea for it was it's got the robots in it, and there's a death that's supposed to be important at the end. And I wanted when the this guy gets shot, the oil comes out, right? You know, like blood, right? Black is supposed to have an impact, so I thought no black until that point. Right, but that just left the work like naked, and I was my battery was just drained from my day job. So I I was getting up in the morning and working on pages before work, going to work, and then coming home and doing pages. And I think it shows. Uh, So yeah, I tried something, but it's it's not an improvement on the previous stuff. And I always felt bad about well, that. Like I, every time I talk to Ivan, in my head, I'm going like, "Man, I'm, I really fucked up your story. I'm sorry." <laughs> like, I never. Saw I don't it. feel good about it. I might be uh, legitimizing what you did because I can't. I can't even start thinking about whether or not shuffling two jobs is affecting my work. Right, because if I do, and I start to feel like it is, that's that's a road I can't travel. I don't see that it's affecting your work. I oh, think you're I, you're still, to me, you're you're peaking. You're still peaking. And, yeah, um, I, I can't. I can't think about it. I can't think about okay. it. Okay, um, you don't need to think. No, about no, it. You're no. Let's let's talk it out. Let's talk. I, let's I th- do it. I think. It, it. I think the. I think the difference is your job is you get to talk about stuff and you do demos or whatever, but. Uh huh. You know, I was drawing for work, so it was just some pretty long stretches of drawing that was sure trying to get that story done. Well, I, I guess the reason I, I'm so hesitant to think about it is because maybe, I mean, look, you just talked about your battery being drained. Yeah, I, I know that feeling very well. And I also know the feeling of having a million things running around in my head every day. And I can't help if I do travel down that road to start thinking like, well, if I didn't have as much going on in my head and my battery wasn't drained, what would the work look like? 
And I, 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 it scares me to start thinking about that because I don't want to become resentful because of my situation now. And it, and it's, it's not like I'm in a bad situation. I'm in a difficult situation. It's, it's difficult, but it's, it's ideal. I think, I think you have an ideal situation. This is a conversation you, you have, we need to record you, you right have, now. You have the trifecta. You know? Okay, let's get there. Let's get there because that—that's because okay. I picked you up today, <clears throat> and I think you saw it all over my face. I've been having a rough couple of days. It's very apparent. Okay, yeah. so you telling me You're that this is ideal scares the piss out of me. If if I'm living ideal, then then we're fucked. If it's easy, it's not. <laughs> Well, I'm not saying if it's easy. easy it's not I'm not worth talking it, about you know. easy. Okay. There, we'll get there. I want to finish yeah. up where we're going, then we'll talk about that. Um, now, was Hellblazer that was before? That was that was the Mac story. Yeah, that was, and that, and was, that was before Upper Deck. That was like so. That was you drew that during the dark time. Yeah, and you got a Hellblazer story during the dark time. Yeah, it was. He goes to the gates of hell. Yeah, I definitely was feeling that. And there was a lot of dark. I mean, some of the darker stuff I remember were the 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 dude in the bathtub. Yeah, and then I remember the furniture made of body parts. I, I didn't know I had a taste for gore until yeah. I did that, but that definitely brought that. And up. she ate an eyeball or something. Oh yeah, yeah. I got really into like making sure that you could see her teeth were like sinking yes. into the yes whatever. It was it was gnarly. Um, yeah, and I wasn't able. I mean, I don't know how you juggle what you juggle because I was trying to juggle a relationship and do that story. And when the deadline started coming down, I eventually my grandma was in Florida, and I just bugged out of my apartment with my girlfriend and went and stayed at my grandma's place while she wasn't there for two weeks to finish that story because I I wasn't I was doing trying to do both things and I was doing them badly. Right, and that's and, that's what I feel like. Um, but let, let, we'll, we'll get bad. there. We'll get there. We'll okay. get there. Uh, <clears throat> so, are, are you happy with the hell with the Hellblazer work? Um, I that was a step forward. Okay, so I'm happy with it. Right, I so wouldn't be happy if it came out now. Okay. I wasn't happy. Well, obviously, at the time, I um, Lee colored it. Lee did a right. great job. I was still pushing really hard to work with Rico on pages. Right. I mean, well, that gets into your your uncompromising vision. Because Rico and you are you're 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 symbiotic as a team. Yeah. It's I not think so. just like there's a difference between you and Rico doing a project than some like a really good colorist receiving your pages to color. It's different. It is. It makes it, it, I get nervous when Well, you you've worked with great you work with great colors, but when you tell me and this is totally the control freak in me. You tell me you just send off your pages and how they color it is how they color it. And they do great work. It still make like, I would still want to get the pages back no, before I, they go out. You know, I would love to do that. I, I just, I've like, I, we've already hinted at, I just, mm-hmm. I, I can't even take on another thing. I mm-hmm. I mean I I've I've I do obsess no, when I get a job <laughs> I think I annoy some of the editors when I do get a job because the minute I have the job I start asking about color and I start throwing names at them I think that's and, totally reasonable. Right, right. But I'm trying to at least get people that I can trust. <clears throat> You've done that very well. Right. I I've been lucky. I've been lucky. 
Um, so that, you know, like I know when, when John Rouch calls me, I, he's going to do shit I could never think of. Yeah. So, you know, we're getting to work with pretty much, I think, only John and Lee exclusively. Everything I've done at Marvel's been them. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 I've been lucky in that and I've obsessed about that. But they've all, they've done great work. It, it would, it would keep me up at night though. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, I'd love to you don't write know until you see and the draw book. and color my own thing. I'd like to do a watercolor book where I get to paint the whole thing. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, but uh, I can't. You don't right now, to. I can't. Yeah, you don't need to. Right, but You'll just, get to. but just like that's You'll like telling to. you saying you don't need to worry about the color. Well, that's that's the fun for me. That's the that's right. part of the work. All right. I'm 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 starting to vent. I feel it coming up. So let's, let's finish. <laughs> let's finish it. Then the okay. vent. Then the vent. Um. So you decide to leave Upper Deck. So you have a, a well-paying job, if I remember correctly. As far as I know, more than right. You were you were living larger make. than than you ever imagined you'd live. I think. Oh yeah. I remember talking to you. Be like, I had fresh grilled fish for dinner. We did, and you would explain these meals you'd have, and I had never seen that side of you. I didn't know I had that side, but there were, but it was also more than I, I just don't have expensive taste. If I have a good meal and it can blow a J, uh, I don't, you know, I don't buy expensive shit. My, right, my, but, my but apartment no, but, looked, my, my apartment then looked about the same that it does now. <laughs> With, and we're talking a, of a difference of, right. But it was also a higher, higher of cost of living. You were sure. in Carlsbad. You were living in Carlsbad. Yeah, yeah. Like which two, is... two and a half, three blocks from the ocean. Yeah, it was yeah, a dream situation. But you didn't like it. No, I liked it. It was just not satisfying. Okay, it wasn't satisfying. So I you decided, and I really once once I once I I mean, at first it was satisfying. Everything that every job that got thrown at me was something I'd never done before. And I had to go learn a whole new skill set, and I, I can't believe Mark hired me for it, but but he did because they were throwing shit at me that there's no. The first day I did storyboards, I had to do seventy of them, and I get the assignment, and my immediate task one is go figure out how to do storyboards. Like I'm online right. looking at other people's storyboards, going, okay, you do the arrow thing there, and <laughs> yada yada, and you know, seventy are due by ten p.m. that day. Well, all right. And so that was satisfying for a year, and then I bid it on the NYC Mech story, and that burned me up really bad. Oh, so you I couldn't didn't let that go. So that that put a seed of fire in you to to leave your job eventually. Yeah, I was I was I was unsatisfied. I think it would have anyway, but that really, yeah, that lit a fire for sure. So okay, uh, I two things. I want to come back to you leaving, but as long as I've known you. And I've I've kind of tried to dig into this earlier with you. Mm-hmm. You've seemed to downplay your skill set a bit, mm-hmm. in a way that that I don't think so. I, well, I I think everybody who knows your work would say you're one of the best guys making comics, if not the best guy making comics. And you're you're going to now downplay it. <laughs> I don't. I don't believe in best like that. Okay, but whatever. You're an incredible cartoonist, making great. You're doing great work, 
on a level that I... If you want to hear me be immodest, I think the work is pretty great. Okay. And, I, you, know, and, and, to, and you know, forgive me for that, but... I'm not trying to get you I don't to be immodest. I've never heard you say that about your work. Well, no, maybe once or twice, but... It doesn't make me a great cartoonist. When I go to shows, I think there are great artists that don't do very good comics. You don't, you know, their skill set. Right. You see them put it down, and they're only firing on like fifty percent, and they go through their pages like that. You know, the pages don't reflect. So you hold that that artist. You think they are greatness, but when you see the pages, it's not necessarily the case. I'm trying to work at the. at it from a reverse angle because I don't think I'm as good. I'm not as strong of an artist as any given guy that you would sit me next to a convention. Everybody else sits down and does their commissions, and boy, it, like it's a real it's okay. A, it's right. a real struggle for me. Okay, this is this is what we're talking about. But I think because this is when I I feel like you do downplay yourself because I it's don't just the truth. see that. Right, it's just the I, truth. I I understand you believe that as the truth. You you that. I'm the only person who's qualified to say how hard it is for me to do a commission. No, no, it's, and they don't come out good. It's hard. I don't. I don't like them. Dude, there, there's nothing. I mean, it's one of the hardest things I think there is. That I, I, I it's not easy for me. Mm-hmm. No, but, no, but I you, know it's not easy for anybody. But I, I, you, my work is better than me. My work is the result of extreme patience, not you know that I'm just a great cartoonist. Like I fight tooth and nail for that shit. Yesterday, right, but- when we were looking at the pages in the crit the other day, like I told you, I drew that finger twenty times. That's not an exaggeration. No, I know that, and and I'm, and that's I, I, that's one of the things. <laughs> like I'm saying that I was trying to clear up earlier was that you're not a slack. You you are everything we're seeing on the printed page has been drawn multiple times. But does that make you less of an artist or less um, skilled? Is that how you see it? Yeah, I think if you were really great, it'd just be there. And it's not to take away anybody else's... Does that exist? I, I, it's not to take, anyway, take away anybody else's struggle, but it, it doesn't come out... When people want me to go faster, they're not seeing how bad it starts out. All right, this is, this is exactly what I'm talking about. Because I've seen... Okay, let's talk about the storm. The, the the storm poster thing you did for Terrence. Oh my God! Yeah, what? Oh, I I just fought really hard for that. Right, but I saw all the the versions of her face that How you were unhappy with. Yeah, they were they were incredible. No, the final one was the best, but I, the other ones were incredible. Yeah, that's your un, that's. I, I I'm not saying yeah to incredible, but no, I, no. I I got it right, but. You got it right. I did it. I did it a bunch of times to get it right. Those right, per, but what those I'm saying, other what, versions what, were not right. What, okay, so there's a difference. And storm matters to me. Storm is like drawing. Best I understand spin. that. So what I'm trying to say here is there's a difference between it not meeting your vision and you not being as skilled as others. I I I think what I think I think a great art. Sorry, I'm kind of. No, 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 go ahead. You were about to say something good. Great artists, their C game, their D game is still good. Mine is not. Well, well, then. Mine is. I don't don't have an A game, but nothing just spills out of me. Well, I mean, I think there's people who are at their best when they're working immediately. Like, I. Of the comics I lost that we were talking about, I had like a full run of Savage Dragon. Like, 
I, I don't think Eric Larson gets better if you if he draws it a bunch more times. The best version of him is the first thing right. he puts down. Because I of think him. I'm the opposite. Right, 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 exactly. That that doesn't make you less uh, of a talent. I, my first versions are incompetent. They they're, really they're are. Not, they're not incompetent. <laughs> you have what I want to say about you. When we looked at my stuff you. at the crit, didn't you see, didn't you see the difference between um, stuff where I had drawn it twice and where I had gotten it right? We were looking at pencils that I was happy with. Right. And then the ones where I was like, I only get two takes at this. Okay. I'm going to rough it out and I'm going to try and ink it. The you difference tell the is difference. one, they both look great. One looks better, but they still both look great. What I've been trying to say about you is, and I think I told you this the other day or today, you have an uncompromising vision. When you see something in your head, there is nothing that will stray you from getting that exactly the way you want it on paper. You see it and you go for it and you work and work and work until it feels like you want it to. Until it feels like I want it right. to. I'm not saying I, I don't you see think... a clear picture in your head, but you have a, an uncompromising vision of you know well, this, this has to be a certain way and I'll find it and I'll, and I'll work it till I find it. It needs to communicate the thing I wanted it to communicate. And I don't think if you look in loose ends, there are like, boy, there's a lot of slop and mess in there that I'm fine with. You know, it's not about, I don't like it being, um, to me, getting it right is different than being a perfectionist. I'm not a perfectionist. Get. Getting it right is no, a little thing. No, I'm not saying you're perfectionist. As long as I got, if 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 it's a whole shot of a character with a background, if the background can be sloppy, as long as I got the face right, you know, the whatever or whatever is important in that panel, that's got to be right. And I have a very clear idea of what that is. Right. But it's not about. There's plenty of stuff that is not that important that, that I can let go. You know, but but you're right. There's a thing. There's a thing that's in my head. And I want to know what that is clearly before I start drawing. And it's not to say that I can't, if it's a higher job, that I can't figure that out on the paper and get the job done. I can do that. But when it's, I don't want to say my shit, like loose ends is when it's mine and Rico's and Jason's. Right. Like, to me, that's important to get it right because really that's the only reward of that book. Right, you know, but and then so that's what's more important to you now in life is working on stuff like that, not grinding and meeting deadlines and getting it done on time. It's more about working on stuff where you can get it done the way you feel it needs to be done. Well, that's satisfying to me. the uh, The other stuff is not right, but okay. So- I, when, when I when I'm in the when I've been in the other situation. I'm not enjoying the process mm-hmm. and I'm not enjoying the finished result. And the reward is like, you know, you're fighting to get paid. I mean, this the, right. the, the untold story in comics with late artists is, you know, how many times you make the deadline and don't get your check. So if I'm not getting paid on time and I don't like doing the work and I don't like the result, I, there's no upside for me. Why would I do that? Sure. And I learned that the hard way. 
you know, I've learned that lesson. I, I can speak on that from experience. That is not a worthwhile use of my time. Okay. But then why, if you've chosen to go the way you're going, do you not see it as professional? It sounds to me like it's more professional. I can't make a living right, at it. But if I did all four issues of Loose Ends in one year, that would still not be a living. Like, I give no, up. No, right. And that's the problem with the industry. I don't see that. Uh, you can't let that define. I, I mean, it you've doesn't chosen matter to me a, to say a, a more creative endeavor than you've chosen creativity over the paycheck. So that that's a legitimate choice. It's one I respect. But choosing that, I, I don't I don't think you need to say you're not a professional because you made that choice. I think that's a professional choice to make. Don't worry, I'm being I'm being, you know, a little self congratulatory when I say that. It's not all Okay, that's it's what not, I'm it's not to... all me shitting on myself. Um okay. there's lots of stuff. There's lots of parts of being a professional that are like mm, Not stuff that I got into it for, I guess. Um, like what? Well, I thought I was going to be an artist. And, you know, the same way musicians are artists or painters are artists, they don't throw around words like, you know, schedules and routines and professionalism. And there's a lot of, a lot of words that go with professionalism that sound to me like a fucking office job, which is... You know, not why I got into this, but part of what I was trying to avoid by getting into this. Okay. Um, and I respect the hell out of people who do it, but I, I didn't. You don't have to coat every <laughs> statement with like, I'm not, this isn't about other people. This is you and this is about you. Um, well, say, I, saying I'm that saying I do it, what I do, you know. We is, all make is, choices in what we do. We can't, we can't look at it as we're sliding everyone else who makes a different decision. I, I'm concerned about that, you know, because I, I'm, I'm saying no. What what you're doing is you a person. What you are doing is not going to work for me. I don't want it to sound like a slide against that. I, I, I respect. I, I it. get it. It's You've been sliding tell. me this whole time. I, I well, <laughs> you. I, I don't want anybody else to think I'm talking about that. I'm just trying to get my digs in at you. Right, you're doing a wonderful <laughs> job. All right, so uh, well, I guess we need to back I up. I think We've you're been... Superman. I mean, you know that, right? No, like it's superhuman what you do. No, it's not. I don't know how you do it. We're getting there. Okay. <laughs> um, we didn't introduce loose ends properly. So after no you left, you left um, Upper Deck, knowing you were going to go do a creator-owned book with Rico and Jason. Yeah, it was my New Year's resolution that year. To the, get a comic done. To leave my job to do it. Right. Because I, I tried to do both and it didn't work. So, yeah, it was my New Year's resolution. I'm going to do something. And, you know, because I had I had just gotten comfortable at that job and there wasn't that first year where everything was new, a challenge that I had never done before, it became repetitious. And right. that's when I want out. When it's when it's a routine, I don't want to do it. All right. So you left and you moved. I to- I called them up. I called I called up Latour. I said, "You still have that script? Let's do this." I called up Rico. We batted around loose ends or another thing we've been talking about. You we, and Jason? No, just you me and Rico. Rico. Uh-huh. And we went back and forth, and it was it ultimately and ultimately ended up being that Jason's script was done. 
And I didn't think I was up to the challenge of the other thing. So we decided on loose ends. I called up Kevin, and that was all in January. And then I started taking steps to get out of my job by that summer. Okay. And so you got out of the job, and you moved to Charlotte to work on loose ends, correct? Or did you leave? You no. moved somewhere, but you moved home, Syracuse first? I bounced around. I got a place with my brother for a little bit. Right. Um, I lived with a girlfriend for a little bit, just trying to find like a working situation that was tenable, and neither of them were. And ultimately moved down to Charlotte to work on the book. The tour called me up on a day where I was having it out with my girlfriend about what is our next move, what are we going to do, and I couldn't decide and I took the fact that Jason called me as a sign. You know, he was like, I'm getting an apartment. You should come down here and work on the book. And <laughs> I yeah, I took that as a little signal. You know, I get a did that. There's a lot of people that say I got a sign so I jumped on it. I, I feel like I get signs all the time, but I can't jump on it. I'm terrified to jump. I don't know if it's terrified or just I've got other people to think about, I guess is what it boils down to. Yeah, you should, I mean you do have a yeah. All right, so you moved you down. Just jump <laughs> but I really, I really want to. Um, yeah, I mean, it's hard. It's it's hard want- to do. It's, I could tell that when you interviewed Schweitzer that you didn't understand how, or it didn't make sense to you how he could make that choice. And outside of responsibilities, even it seemed like you still didn't get like how can you make this jump without knowing? Yeah, yeah, that's and that's really that's part of the of thrill of doing it. Right, I, I've I'm too safe. No, <laughs> I don't think that. I, I'm I was. You're, th- you're thinking it through. Part of part of the part of doing something like that is closing your eyes and just doing it. And with loose ends, I certainly regret. Like I never crunched the numbers. I thought I've lived with very little money before. I don't really care about the money I have now. It'll work itself out, right? But you th- if I had crunched the numbers, you just said it'll I'm work itself sure out, and you said sign from God. No, I <laughs> you did earlier. You did earlier. No, no, I said sign. I did not bring God into you this. You said sign from God. Uh, no, no, no. Chris, you did because when you There's said no it, God. I wanted to bring it up, but I didn't, and I'm bringing it up now. You're going to re-listen to this, and you're going to hear it. It was earlier in the podcast. You said it was a sign from God. That's ex- your exact words. Well, we'll see. But I'm already either right or wrong, so I'm not going to. Um, I know you're wrong. We'll see. I, my <laughs> mind is sharp. Okay. Um, no, we'll I, find that I, because I remember saying, "Do we, should we get into an atheist discussion right now?" And we went in another direction. So I know you said it because it's I made possible. a note of it. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> so. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, we'll get back to me. Let's stay on track with you. So now you're, and then you, and then you decided to go back to school while doing loose ends. When you were, you were, what two issues? I thought, in? No, no, I thought I could finish it all before school. Yeah, but why did you want to go back to school? Um, I wanted to get better. I felt like I was stuck in a bubble. I wanted to be able to, you know, try and fail without it sort of being on the record. And it's nobody's record but my own. But, you know, w- once it's printed to me, like I, I have a higher expectation of myself. Sure, sure. You want When it's a homework assignment, I, I feel it's like play I time. can. Yeah, I'll take a D. You know, 10 people are going to see it. Right. 
and I definitely felt so you wanted to go in. back to school to get back to the to the creative environment of art school the experiment the, the environment of experimentation and and playfulness yeah I'm not sure it would have occurred to me otherwise it's it's something you brought up would bring up periodically and when you would bring it up, I would take it pretty seriously. I'd think about it. You know, it wouldn't have occurred to me otherwise. But didn't I bring it up because you every now and then you'd say you'd like to teach? I don't remember bringing it up periodically. I'm, I'm not saying you didn't do it. I just don't remember I think, it. But you, know, I, you, would, you would say, you know, if you feel like coming back to school, you can. And that's there. I think my response would be, I would like to do like to do that. I mean, the big the big asterisk on that is, you know, if if I was good at it. I mean, my teachers teaching, were, yeah, because our teachers, we had some of the same teachers, and the teachers I had in high school even were. I'm just trying to figure out biggest, why I would say that to you. I think I it's remember. just like part of being a Jedi, you know. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> It, All right, you're 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 a good friend, and you're, you're very complimentary to me. But I, you you prop me up. I no, I you've got like you you will you look through my sketchbook, mm-hmm. and you're like, how did you do that? Oh, and, the eyes. Yeah, I learned a lot from you seeing how you drew eyes. I, I I I believe you're genuine, and you say that, but I don't understand. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not saying you're making it up, but Chris, you're a far better artist than I am. I understand looking at everybody else from that viewpoint, you know, like you go to the shop and everybody else's book looks official and somehow yours looks counterfeit. I I get I get feel I get that feeling. Okay. You have to recognize that if maybe everybody isn't that feeling, but many people do and I'm certainly one of them. So Thank you. No, you you did it. It doesn't feel special. You you blew your nose and you drew a thing and they are of equal importance, you know. <laughs> uh, it's it's hard to see that about your own work, but you perceive things that I certainly haven't. That I wouldn't have. You said stuff in the critique the other day that I hadn't thought about. Like I was trying to um, have my roughs done in ink, and you explained the difference between what happens when you're penciling and what happens when you're using ink. I, I and, think I was. And, I'm good at 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 understanding what you were doing and just explaining what I saw you do. That's entirely valuable because it didn't make sense to me. I'm not sure I would have figured out what you said on my own. But but your instincts, while you might not have been able to articulate that, your instincts would have served you the same purpose because you, you would have ended up working the way well, you were going Well, when anyway. somebody else can articulate it, it's a shortcut. They just saved you a lot of time. I would have banged my head against the wall for a while and maybe figured it out. Okay. You said it in a nice compact sense and you and you know from learning from other people when Stelfreeze explains something like he can say something in a sense that will take you like a year or two. Right. He was digest yeah, and process and there. for it to come out in the work just because it was a tossed off comment doesn't mean that it didn't change the way you saw things. Well, I, I mean that's what that's what a good teacher does. Right. Right. Well, and I, we've I remember, been lucky to have good teachers. I remember, like, Stelfreeze was great for all of us coming up. Oh, he, yeah. he was a wealth of knowledge. He spent so much time. I really don't. How many think, guys do you think you know? We need to talk about this because I haven't talked about this before, and it's not right. How many guys has he impacted? Right. 
it goes back to at I, least I, Rob Haynes and Casey. I, yeah, I, I mean, let's start <clears throat> naming all, everyone we came up with. Brian mm-hmm. impacted me, you, Pat Quinn, Latour, Rico, uh, Rico, uh, whoever we were going to shows with at the time. Mm-hmm. Brian was spending time with us in Gaijin. I remember I drive from Savannah to make an intern with Andrew Robinson. Drive to stay with you in Atlanta because mm-hmm. you were closer than Savannah. And then we'd, on the weekend, drive, or, or on like the Friday, I think I'd do Gaijin Monday through Thursday. Then we go to Gaijin, I'd go to Jolly Roger Monday through Thursday. Mm-hmm. We'd go to j- drive in, and then we'd get schooled by Brian for a little while. Mm-hmm. But And those guys too, Andrew, I think, was there are Doug certain- Alexander. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. We are, Doug we are too. like the third or fourth class. Right. And and they're still going on. I see Brian and Show still doing it. And there yeah. are a few guys in the business that, that I think really perpetuate the the like really believe in the pay it forward and really really because of them future generations thrive. I think Brian's one of them, Phil Hester's one of them, and there's others. I just can't think of this this very second. Mm-hmm. But I think it's important and it be said what Brian did. He taught me what a thumbnail was oh i know i i learned everything i, I know about <laughs> thumbnailing from we didn't do it in class no no right. and, and his <clears throat> see, i remember every you know time what? i left gaijin he was so i was so nervous every time i was there i was like can i xerox these thumbnails because he'd spent mm. two hours explaining what he did to me and that was great but i wanted to take those pages back with me so that i could keep replaying the conversation in my head and not forget it but also, when I came back with those thumbnails, I remember passing them off to you, passing them off to Pat. I remember mm-hmm. we'd be mailing these Stelfreeze thumbnails around. There's so much to knowledge. Have those, yeah. I haven't looked at them in a long time, but the- like, it fucks me up that some of the best, most influential stuff we had, like we got from photocopies. Of thumbnails, yes, just that, like, and not just his. Andrew used to have. Like, I had Andrew's thumbnails. There's dusty star pages we've seen for like. Do you remember that have been around for I got, eight nine years? Right, that I got still are not out. Andrew let me copy a dusty star short he did that I think just saw print a year ago Was with, it the the plane. with the plane. Did that finally come out? I think so. That's because that's I, the one I'm thinking of. That's like my favorite Andrew shit. Maybe that's and come I don't out have it. In right, a proper but I remember comic. I got this and I had this. N- nobody had seen it, and and I I had I got I made copies for you, for Pat, but all yeah. all that stuff. Uh, there was such a thrill to spending an afternoon with those guys, and just they would fill your head. Mm-hmm. I remember my internship under Andrew. He asked me what I wanted to do. I said, I want to write and draw a short, and I want you to, to just every, tell me how to, everything I do, make it better. Tell me how to make it better. Tell, you know, make me redo it. Do whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think he was a little hesitant at first, but once he saw I really was just interested, I wasn't going to take it personally, he let it out. It's it, uh, yeah. yeah. It's awesome when he finally does yeah, that. Yeah, when, when Andrew opens there's this, a lot. There's a lot there. Well, because, I, I mean, I think of that because many times I would ask him, like, why'd you do this or that? And be like, I don't know. Look cool. Yeah, and yeah. And you'd really wonder, like, is he just, is this all accidental? It can't be accidental. No, he knows and what the in a while fuck he's doing. Yeah. yeah. So I, I luckily, I got to do this whole short story where he really taught Which, me so much. It was the that that um, silent noir thing I did. The cane? Yes. Yeah. I yeah, remember that. I did that as sample pages 
and I did them under Andrew, and he just he he really taught me to make it interesting, mm-hmm. make it something someone wants to see. Because I think one thing that I wasn't getting from all the stuff from Brian, I was getting you know how to understand continuity, how to use metaphor, how to frame a shot, how to use black and white composition. I was getting all that stuff from Brian. But what I wasn't getting was how to how to give it life, how to give it breath. How, how, it's not. I'm not saying it's not in Brian's work. I'm just that's no. He didn't. So he didn't much. address his sense of his sense of uh, um, his taste and aesthetics right. and stuff. He never went into, which I think is to his credit as a teacher that he would let you decide that you know right decide that yourself. But yeah, Andrew really would make you think about. Just, do you just like this? Is it fun? I mean, forget, right. forgetting you did everything else right, and that's great. But you know, right? That right. is not the most Where's important your part of it. Where's your gut? Yeah. Get your gut in there. Yeah, and I so that that taught me a lot about making it interesting and and fun for someone to look at. I got that. I remember that from James too. James, uh, Sturm stayed with me in Atlanta and I had been working on Batman pages. I had, I had a lot and he wanted to see him and he sat down with a stack and there was at least 20 and probably more pages in there. And he, he flipped through the first like five and said, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's well done, but so what? Let's go get something to eat. Like he didn't even get through the whole stack. And, um, that, that fucked me up, but in, in, a, good, uh, yeah, in, no, in a good I, way. I, well, is it in a good... Like, uh, as He's, a teacher, James was great. I learned a ton from James. As a cartoonist, James is great. But James also has very specific tastes, and he will judge based on taste. And I don't think that's fair. And I don't think that that's fair, what he was saying to you. Yeah, but so what? You put a lot of work in those pages, and me... I got a lot out of those pages. I think he was right in that. It, it clued me into the fact that I, I also felt so what? Oh, okay. If okay. you removed the craft from it, it was not something I would buy. Okay, fair. You know, or get it would not get me excited. And that goes to you know James's point of view or Andrew's point of view that there there wasn't a point of view. I was right. just trying to do it well, and who cares? Right, but that's what <laughs> that's what making a living in comics pretty much was at that time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm not knocking myself, but I, I so, I'm, I'm I'm glad he was so dismissive with my blood, sweat, and tears because it was. I don't remember you being glad with, at the time. Yeah, I learned something from it. It was the only way I was going to learn that. You okay. know, you need to have a point of view. Well, okay, so now we can talk about me because now. I'm doing wait. everything you're saying not to do. I I don't see it that way. I uh, well, I, I'm I'm not complaining Was about this the a work. trap. Is Admiral Akbar? Why is this a trap? Well, you let me you you let me explain where I'm coming from, and now it's no, no, no. I said it will come back to me, and now it feels like every I'm, everything that you I just said. You're doing everything. No, I, no. The reason I, I say that, that is because when you say these things, I agree. 
Mm-hmm. All right. I think you do. Yeah. Right, right. No, no, no. But it but seems like I look at myself and what I'm doing, and I'm really happy with the work I'm getting. But you know, like you say, have a point of view. Well, I mean, I'm I'm trying to have a point of view, but I'm I'm trying to get it done too. They're not exclusive. I mean, you can, you can do both. I, I I see it that you're doing both. I don't know. I don't. To I, me, to me, I look at your work and I see you being in a Pixar school, and you're, okay, you're a proud dad. Your kids look at your pages and you hang out and draw with them. I think your work absolutely is a point of view. Okay. I see what you're saying. I just your, I feel don't like don't your kids like your work? Yeah, they love. It. Yeah. Oh, great! They should. The, right. I, I don't see how that's not. That's not a point of view to you. No, no, no. That I is. think it is. That is. If if you were a single guy, I might question it. Okay. You know, if we were buddies. So you're you're, you're then what you're doing is you're adopting. My, my mentality then because earlier like sometimes you just got to jump and build the bridge on the way to, well you didn't say that but that that's the saying i always come back to is you, sometimes you got to jump and build the bridge on the way down. i wouldn't say you got it i would just say that's what i did okay but <laughs> but if if i'm remembering it's not a correctly, recommendation i don't remember i remember <clears throat> you saying that was important for you to do that as as a as a person who's completely and, and tightly I, wound, I mean, I think you 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 have as a there's, person. There's any given any given number of decisions you make over the course of your life, and in any individual decision, there's the risky choice and the smart choice, and you know you do want to make the smart choice, and and, and in many ways, I I haven't repeatedly, but over the course of hundreds of decisions. If you always make the smart choice, like in the big picture, you're making a wrong choice. You, sometimes, well, then I'm you making the wrong do, choice. You're responsible for other people, <laughs> right? Because of my choices. I think that's the right choice. I don't. I don't. I don't think. I, I think your kids are probably the best thing that ever happened to you. Sure. And everything else is small potatoes. No. I don't. No. I. I mean. Yeah, I'm. Yeah. My kids are are the most important thing in my wife and my family. Sure, but my art is my. It's not small potatoes. I really. It. It's for you. No, I mean besides, besides putting food on the table. It's for me. Yeah, but is isn't mm-hmm. that, isn't it for you the same thing? Your art is for you. I get to do stuff just for me. I'm not a dad. Right. I mean, once you're a dad, you don't really belong to you anymore, right? So then I gave up being an artist because I had kids? No. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm saying <laughs> and, and that's I'm not, the I'm second not accusing or third you. thing. I'm not accusing you of saying that. I'm just, I'm wrestling with a lot right now. I, I just, I listened to a Judd Apatow interview where he said, you know, people think when you have kids that you become the second most important person and actually you become like the fourth or fifth most important person. Like you're sure. But he's also writing and directing his own movies too. So he did something like I'm trying to connect the dots. I see you connecting the dots. I hope I, I, all I know is 
I've just gotten to a point where I have got so much on my plate. Um, I don't. I'm gonna snap because I I, I don't know is, what else to do. That is definitely troubling, and I can see that. Uh, well, 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 you, you, what do, do I do? You do seem. What do you do? What What can I do? <clears throat> I don't know, man. I've never. That's exactly. You're, that's you're the problem. Ten steps ahead of me. So. I, I, how am I ahead of you? I, I don't think you need to do all the things you you feel that you need to do. Okay. And, and I'm not in a position to know what you can do without, but I, I'm I'm betting that you can do less if you want to. I do. Hmm? <laughs> I do want to do less. Well, you can, you can do that. Well, if I I just I don't know where, where I believe me I I I'm trying to figure out where to trim, and there are things I do that you might say, well, you don't need to do that, but I see the long term. Everything I'm thinking is long term. Where is this getting me in the scheme of things? Not immediate. So mm-hmm. if it's something that seems maybe not, <clears throat> you don't need to do that. Well, I see a point to that long term. I'm trying to get somewhere, and I feel like the 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 closer I'm getting, the harder it's all getting, and I just don't know how long I can. How much I can take till either I break or I get there. What's there? Um, I want to feel like I'm living life. I'm engaged in, like I get to live a life. I'm not just constantly trying to manage my way through a day. Mm-hmm. Don't you have little pockets of time like little windows where you i mean you guys just all went to disneyland yeah that was that was awesome that was <clears throat> the first time we've ever done isn't that like. there not necessarily disneyland but well i guess this is what i wrestle with if i step back and, and, and it's easy to step outside and look at it and be like oh yeah it's oh yeah i it, i'm living the dream but yeah <laughs> i feel like you are. I don't know. I mean, maybe I am, but it's. It, I don't feel at peace. I, I in order to go to go Why on a Disney trip. I didn't say easy. I mean, if you have, I if didn't you say have the dreams, shouldn't it? Ca- I mean, I feel like I'm going to break. I shouldn't be there. Or not, not that I should or shouldn't be. I don't want to be there. I don't. I don't want to live that way. Do you? Do you think it's your point of view, or is it, or is it actually? Uh, is it actually? It's the too stuff much on my plate every day. It's too much. You've looked at my much. calendar, okay? Oh yeah, it's crazy. So it's is crazy. that about perception? I mean, part of it maybe, but I've, I, I mean, I've, I've gone through therapy. I, I've, I've done a lot of introspection. I've, and I, no, I, I think I'm much more grounded in my thinking now than I ever have been, and I've been doing really well till a couple of days ago, and that's when I was like. All right, this is now becoming circumstance, not perception. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I I can't speak on it from experience, but uh, you know, my dad works like three jobs, and yeah, we got a brother with cerebral palsy. Like he's he's booked up like you are. And he's everything- probably booked up more than I am. I would say I don't have a child with cerebral palsy. He he. Well, 
Okay. But so but but he he is Describe he, your father to me. He's always he's always sort of like exhausted and moving on to the next thing. I don't really see that he's um the stress is not weighing on him. He I mean, he always looks like he could use a beer. That's that's for sure. Okay. And he's always running around, running late for something, got something yes, to do. Absolutely. He sleeps like three, four hours a night. Like it's it's insane. I get more than that. Um but a lot but that's because he stays up because his day is done at maybe midnight and he's still gonna stay up a couple hours just for his peace of mind. See, if I if I got three to four hours of sleep, I I it would seriously yeah. affect me to the point where I'd be in psychosis. Totally. Totally. I don't I, I'm not I saying I know how he does it. I'm just saying he's he doesn't seem stressed. You know? He he's seems he's exhausted. exhaused. Yeah. All right. So but, is that when do you look at him and be like, I, I want to live that life? Oh no. Okay. So no, no. I don't know. I don't know how you guys do. It. I'm just saying I have seen people doing as much as you do. I'm not saying I'm alone as, in this. It's so visibly um like you're there's a tension to you right. that that is there that is not Well those people I aren't see Jewish. other people doing the same thing that are not nearly as tense. Sure, but they're not Jewish. So you think it's just coded in you? Part well, then, of it, sure, sure, definitely. Um, and yeah. then maybe it's not a problem. It's too much. <laughs> I, I still don't want to be just the exhausted guy. I, and I also, I mean, to be honest, I, I let it out when I'm around you because I feel like I can. Other, I mean, I know, but it seems like you've got to. I do. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you can. I, I, enjoy, I enjoy hearing but, about it. I think you I th- enjoy hearing. I think it helps you. It helps you oh, get through your day, and know. it helps remind me of you know maybe this stuff is not for me. <laughs> I th- it, it's a See, win- that that's a win win. F- that's what I'm saying is when you look at me, you're like ah, that's not for me. That, that's when I feel like I'm doing something wrong. No, no, I I would be I would be as tightly coiled as you are, if not more so. I'm, Am I that tightly coiled? I feel like I've been better. You're wound lately. very tight, oh, that's and good. I used to be wound tight over nothing. God forbid I actually had important shit. So then how do you get unwound? I just, you know, there's a couple things that matter. The rest I'm just not going to give a shit about. Is that the fire that did that? Sure. That's the only no, way. No, no, I mean, was yeah, that a turning I, No, absolutely. That's the only way you can get up with that kind of shit on your head. If I actually cared about everything that was important and needed to be done when that was happening, I would not have made it. So most of it didn't matter. So you had a, there's a positive outcome to the fire. Oh yeah, I'm glad it happened. I would, I would, I think I would be a, a really unhappy person if that didn't happen. I mean, it was hell to go through it, but I would have continued doing what I thought I wanted to do for, you know, until the fire made until you until look at everything. Yes, because yeah, I had to so re- I, I, I had to redo to it and, and and say again. Okay, I've spent my whole life trying to do this thing. Do I actually really? Is it actually really important to me? You know, as compared to the other actual vital things I need to do. No, right. it's and not. I want to have that insight. I uh, it's hard when you're constantly turning because there's so much to be taken care of. I don't know what I can do to get that insight. I don't want a disaster to happen to get it. Uh, yeah, I would hope not. I uh, may just need to go out to the desert and eat a handful of mushrooms and figure it out. I don't think that's going to hurt. 
I think that <laughs> you know, I think I, that's all upside. You know, I did a lot of that back in back in my my youth, and I have like recently had the urge. I think, but you like should. I talked to Steph, she wants to go nowhere near it again. I mean, we ate a lot of mushrooms and acid in college, a lot. I didn't do that until after I was really focused on being hyper competent for a very long time, and I think I got more out of the psychedelic experience. You know, what do you mean hyper competent? I just felt there was a right way that I had to do everything. Right, that's what I feel now. You don't. When I was, I mean, when you do when you do it at that younger age, it's just fun and games. When, right. When you do it older, uh, you know, it, it it alters your perception. That's what it's for. Well, it altered That's my what perception without a doubt. Yeah, but, but I took a lot of it to the point where it stopped doing that. You've been away for for a while, though. A long time. I'm better to kickstart a few things into gear. Or, I mean, or I'll, or I'll, I'll periodically freak out. Be, I never freaked out on it. I'll completely freak out because of the responsibility of it, of of what I have, and then being on mushrooms and thinking about all my responsibilities, I'll lose my mind and never come back. <laughs> come visit me in my private I, I cell. I think you'll make it back. You you need. Um, I did. Who's, I who, thought what, I was what getting, is the, what is the name for the person that stays in the room just to like kind of keep things mellow? The cooler. The cooler. Yeah, just as long as you have a cooler. You know? you know what's funny? I so many people tell me I have a calming effect on them. Yeah, but you're sitting here telling me how tightly wound I am, and I'm, I don't doesn't, disagree doesn't with that. Doesn't freak me out. I mean, it, I have the opposite. I mean, I tend to to try and balance out things. So, <clears throat> if I'm talking to somebody who's actually mellow, I'm I Hyper. sound like you. You know, that part of me comes out. If I'm around you, we need a cooler in the room. So I'll do that, you know. If I'm around the tour, I'll be the quiet person. If I'm around Rico, you know. If you're around the tour, you have to be the quiet person. Yeah. Choice in the matter. Yeah. That that might be what I don't know why other people say that about you, but I certainly feel that if, if I don't work at staying calm, I'll get spun just like you, and then we'll just you are we'll be you spun have and become cheat. very calm. Isn't it weird? Yeah, I, I guess I never stopped to really think about it. But I didn't either until you used to be a, not like really neurotic. I know. I don't know when that happened. You left me happened. alone. <laughs> I thought I'd been better. I haven't been better. No, been no, you're, you're, no, no. You're getting better. I think I'm getting better. Um, it definitely. I mean, I think it shows in your pages for sure. Yeah, You're I'm re- feeling really much playful. more at 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 peace with with the work I'm doing. But mm-hmm. uh, dude, I was just looking at some old work when I first started working for Marvel. It was really bad. There were signs we of all. hope in there, but that was bad. There was a lot of bad stuff. Yeah, we were all eating some dog shit back then. So that's that not, neurosis I had about my work was not just that me being a head case. That was real. I could see it. I know, but now you're there. I'm getting there. The, where you think is there, you're there. No, I'm getting there. No. I, I mean, I, I, I feel good about the work I'm doing. I, I think it's like, it's at that level where it's like, this isn't dog shit, and it'll just get better. That's pretty good. It's it's improvement. <laughs> All right, well, thanks, yeah. Chris. Um, <laughs> um I feel a little better. Thank you. I hope so. You seem a little mellowed out. 
Yeah, I do. I, I, I've just been in this house by myself for a day. Maybe that was a bad, bad decision on my part. Um, all right, well, we are coming up on two hours, 15 minutes. <laughs> so That's unnecessary. No, I wanted to do I wanted to cover a lot of ground and I knew going in I was I was looking for a two-parter. My god. Wow. What? A two-parter? Yeah, because you're probably going to be the first one of 2014. And in 2014 my plan is to do two a month. So oh. the first one to be a two-parter would be a nice way to start that. Okay. And to bring it full circle, all I do is copy Mark Maron. It's the Louie episode. This is my Louie episode. We got oh, make- the Louie one is where we have all this fucking angst and issues to sort out. Right. right. I don't think we do. Do we? Um, no. But, I mean, between but we each did, other, right? No, 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 no. Not between each other. But we did, we did talk me. about angst that we both are dealing with or I'm dealing with. I've made it about me. Back to Mark Maron. Um, no, uh, man. This is, this is your thing. I wouldn't have talked. I you mean, mean? You, you got me to talk quite a bit. You talked a lot. You have a lot to that's say. Lot. You have great stories. That, mm-hmm. that, that, that's what I was trying to say at the beginning. You have great stories. All right, I'm rambling. This is going too long. It's at a good point now. I'm going to stop. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Chris. Can you believe it? One year. One year. My first year of Ink Pulp Audio is now finished. You've just heard the last episode for 2013. I started this a year ago. I don't know what I expected to get from it. I didn't expect it to be as well received as it has been. I didn't expect it to be as rewarding for me as this has been. I didn't expect to find out so much about myself through doing this. I didn't expect I didn't expect a lot of this. I mean, this podcast has been pretty insane. I know Kari during his episode talked about his his uh family a lot and I don't know all the details. I talked to him briefly about this, but it seems the family had listened to it and they had, it stirred up some stuff, but ultimately led to some healing that maybe needed to happen. So look at this. Ink pulp audio healing motherfuckers. Well, maybe not, but it did in this situation. I didn't expect that. Um, I didn't expect some of the resentment I got from doing this. That's been strange. I also learned, you know, I come on here and I just spew about myself. And lately I've been thinking, well, I've put this out there. So it's out there. And is this something my kids in five to 10 years will hear? And if so, what will they think? I've been pretty revealing, but you know what? Um, I, 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 I'm not a hypocrite and I hide nothing. 
Uh, honesty is the best policy, and I don't have a problem with that. And now my parents are listening to this. That was something I didn't expect. And I think they figured out how to listen to it on their own uh, without help of someone. So I'm glad they're listening. It's supportive. But it's also, I'm pretty revealing. Why is it I can talk into a microphone and put it out for thousands of people to listen to, but I get weirded out because my parents will hear it? Again, that's something I didn't expect. How open I can be when when recording and then when hearing it be like, whoa, I really just put that out there. Well, I did, and I put it out for a year. 2014, look for two a month. Um, I'm up in the ante on this one. Uh, after about the the third month, I realized I got I got to do two a month. And 2014, you're going to see the first video podcast we recorded at Heroes Con last year. I got lots of exciting stuff. So so now I've got more work to do to get two out a month. Um, I know I I've been I've been a little cranky lately. I've been struggling with a lot lately. And guys, guys, it's the end of the year. Let me have my moment, okay? I know it's over. You're waiting for the song. But just, please, I'm not ready to drop the mic yet. Let me get this out. Like I've said, I oh, like you've heard, all the anxiety issues I've been having, the stress. There's also a, a, an anger, a rage in me that I wasn't aware of. And it only comes, it's not always there. It's there right now. And it's there now because I've got the tail end of this book to wrap up. I'm under a lot of time constraints to get it done. And then I've got my full-time job and my, my kids and, and, and the house and, and all the stuff there and no time to hang out with, with Steph or the kids. And, I just realized I'm doing too much. I know I started off saying that and and I would always say, but what am I supposed to do? uh, You know, nothing can give. Well, no, no, something can give. A lot can give. It's important that we realize our lives are in our hands. And I've said that before. And and I've taken steps to, to change that. So 2014 is going to be a big big year for me and uh, I guess I'll I'll let the cat out of the bag on that one in 2014 uh, let's just close this one out on, on that note no 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 I'm gonna I'm leaving my day job I can't do it all. It's okay for me to admit that to myself now. It was it was a a decision that life had made. I mean, I made the decision, but I, I became very aware of how badly I needed to do that for my mental and physical health, for my artwork, 
and for my family. So I'm excited about this. I am banking on the fact that a lot of the problems I've had are going to be gone. It all stems from having too much responsibility on my plate and trying to do everything. Trying not to, I don't know how to half-ass things. I just don't. I don't believe in it. It's not. It's not a. Oh, sorry. It's not a value I have. So I don't have ass anything. So everything I've been doing, I've been trying to do to the fullest. And because of that, everything suffers. And that's some people, some things, that's something some people can't understand. Jesus, I'm fucking tired. It's, uh, it's so late. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't need to go on and on. That's the news. I'll be in better shape next podcast. I'll be more rested. I'll be recording that after this last issue of Phantom X is done. And I have my mind back. Good night, people. Everybody needs somebody to love You can't keep love lonely Cause being naive to it You could just lose it like that See kisses from bruises don't make it heal back It beats the sex appeal That's from the next day not necessarily the sex end. One might appeal to the intellect having a greater effect on how they feel it. Stimulating, breaking down their shields for the real dance. As it stands mysteriously, curiosity, it kills the cat then. <laughs> Offsets them mentally, so they're trapped then. Behind these fantasies with no action. Searching for a remedy. Now she loves a man, but there is just a different type of chemistry. The best when her desires don't fire Quick is the boost another loves for hire was high like the vocal tone of my nigga Booty Brown. Decided to take a ride to see what's really going down upon the north side of town. Of course I bought the quarter pound of bomb hemp. Feeling alright like Johnny Kemp on a Friday night. Looking right cause my shit is tight. Blazing blunts the city lights on Sunset and Crescent Heights. Bounce a house of blues and I slid in free. With tennis shoes, sweatshirt, jeans and no ID. Soon as I step inside the plizzes I recognize the physics. Up and up with the is-ass. More amazing than Great, so I waste no time to kick my line. I say, how you doing? She says, hey, I'm doing fine. So I commence to Mac and to Baby to see what's cracking. So maybe I get her back in the cabin and start attacking. Threw back a shot of yak and started jabbering, jibbing, fibbing, and ad-libbing. Just to get her to my crib then. We was chilling on the bed, bumping some Isley. Thought I was about to spread the thighs, but she surprised me when she said, Oh, like that? You know I don't get down. I know my homie's gonna clown Cause I let it stick around when It's good, it's good, it's good, it's good.